This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm back with how to self-edit that lousy first draft. Welcome to part nine of my virtual Balticon panel write-ups. The painful panel description for this one was as follows. Panelists will discuss their, their favorite techniques for editing when they don't have outside reader or editor to help. The panelists were Mark Van Name as the moderator, Julaine Hughes, Margaret Riley, Beth Tanner, and James Stratton. So I know, I know, I just did making painful edits, but I was in the editing stage when I hit this convention, so I hit more than one panel with the same theme. And as a warning, before you see me again, I will be in the middle of um, the virtual Worldcon, which is in Con Zealand. I will be a panelist and I will probably be hitting more than a few of those panels as well. So let's talk about this whole editing that lousy first draft. Before you can self-edit, you have to have a draft to work with. Shock! There are several methods people use and just because one method worked for you last time doesn't mean that you're stuck using that method forever. First, drafts stink. That's just the rule. Okay, sure, there are exceptions, but you're probably not it. I know I'm not, but it's okay. It's all part of the process. 99% of all writers are gonna have to edit that lousy first draft. So to get that first draft, we have our pantsers, of course. They draft it out and just see what happens. It's easier for short story writers. Um, pantser means the writing by the seat of their pants, if you're unfamiliar with the term. Um, this, this does work better, obviously, with short stories, as I just said, but also for stories where the journey is more important than the destination, where it's about the characters and how they interact with the world and not necessarily where they're headed. Um, planners, of course, are the flip side. They're the ones with 20 detailed outlines and all they have to do is translate that outline into a story and they're done. And then we have the plancers. Um, we like a light outline, but we mostly sort out the details as we go along and we let the story deviate organically. Um, now, once we've written that draft, some people are different about sharing than others. Some people immediately want to share their draft, like as soon as that chapter is done, uh, it's hot off the press and they send it off to a reader. Um, a lot of us like to write, wait until our first or rough draft is done before sharing. Me, I like to write that rough draft, read it to make sure it's coherent, and then send it to my alpha. So once you finish that draft, whether or not you're using a beta reader or not, there are things you should do to that rough draft. You really, really are going to want to edit it. So for most of us, we're going to want to let it age so we can look at it with fresh eyes. And we're not talking one to two days. Usually it's two to three months, at least. Some people take years in between. 
There are, of course, those few people that like to dive back in while the world is still vivid and fresh in their mind, and that's fine too, because this is writing and do what works for you. Now, you're, if you're anything like me, typos are distracting. So run that grammar and spell check, get that fixed. Use Grammarly or Edit Minion or the Hemingway app. Now, a lot of people are gonna wanna wait until after they've read order their structure before they do this. But for me, I like to do it twice because typos and poor word choices distract me from the bigger picture stuff. Now you're going to want to read it. So people suggest either changing the font or printing it out, sending it to a Kindle, which is what I just did, or have your device read it aloud to you. Just look at it in a format that it didn't look like while you were typing it up, while you were writing it. Uh, read through, clean up the sentences, and outline it. Outline the draft that already exists, not the draft you thought you were gonna write. Check for pacing, see what sort of themes emerge that you could build on. Um, just see what jumps out at you as good and what jumps out at you as maybe something you wanna clean up. Declutter, declutter, declutter. Don't say something three or six times in six different ways. Keep the best version and cut the rest. Remove all those filler words that exist to hedge. Just so, well, a bit, feel kinda. Um, next, kill your babies, your darlings. As writers, we hear this a lot, but what does it really mean? Just because we like this writing, we should cut it? Not, not quite. These are gonna be those pearls of wisdom or great moving drama. They're not gonna be to everyone's taste. Um, structurally, look for descriptors. Most people have fairly good imaginations and you don't have to spell out everything about the horse that the writer just hopped onto. Give them as little as you can get away with at the beginning and add details throughout. Don't beautiful, glorious description paragraph that starts to go into description page or chapter. Um, in line with that, don't write like a computer program or a stage director. You shouldn't be dictating every last move of your characters. You don't want to say how many times I emphasized my hands right there and um, getting into the nitty gritty. So another thing you can do is draw out your story arcs, one for the plot, one for each point of view character and see where the peaks and the ebbs are and make sure they complement each other. See where you're not progressing either storyline and you might want to cut scenes or characters or whole chapters. And don't let your reader suffer for your research. Just because you spent five hours researching canning techniques doesn't mean you need to spend more than one sentence talking about your character's canning fruit. So what if you've realized that the structure, the pacing, um, or the plot coherency is the problem? In that case, you're probably going to want to use some tools to inspect your story structure. And, you know, sometimes it's helpful to use tools just to track everything going on. Um, 
So a lot of people like to use Scrivener and Scrivener has its corkboard view. Or you can duplicate it with three by five index cards on the floor or the table or the wall, whatever. To organize the scenes, you might want to color code different types of action, different types of point of view, um, just whatever sort of thing you're tracking. Uh, if you have like a thriller, it might be fun to have a murder map um, on the wall with all the these people are connected to those people and the string and everything. Whatever works for how your brain is processing. A lot of people like spreadsheets to track things like when do we see each character. You don't even need to use words. You could have like a column with all the scenes and then just colored dots each time a person is in a scene and just see where it flows. It can be a really visual way to do things. Spreadsheets don't have to be all numbers. Um, you can also use it to track travel distances, point of view switches, character information. Um, some people like to create their own sort of Wikipedia for their story. Archivist.com is a good tool for that. Um, so I've heard, I have not used it. Um, and some people just sort of like to create a kind of D&D &D character sheet for each character with their equipment and their eye color and just all the nitty gritty details that you might forget, especially if you're thinking you might do a sequel. So when editing your own manuscript, you should probably keep in mind the things that professional editors see as pet peeves. They've seen a lot more manuscripts than yours, and I'm sure you don't want your writing to seem trite or overdone. So a few of their pet peeves, letting go of a breath he didn't know he was holding, and they were walking and walking, or whatever word you're reusing, continued to blah, blah, blah. Words with the right meaning, but the wrong connotation. So, um, fillers, which we already went over, uh, having every other sentence as a fragment, not using conjunctions because they're not literary enough, um, going out of your way to avoid said as a dialogue tag. It's okay if at least half of your dialogue has the word said. Bouncing point of views without a clear break bad grammar for no reason. If you're going to have a character with bad grammar, it's, or like a thick accent, try to pick one or two words to show the accent and just write normally. Otherwise you're sacrificing readability for, um, mocking someone's accent. So, and also reused or overused words. Keep an eye out for those. Everyone has different things they lean on. So at some point though, you're gonna reach the limits of what you can fix on your own. You are only one person and you know the characters and the story a little too well to know what might be missing because it's all there in your head. You don't have to have it explained. So while it's up to you, you really should bring in outside readers at some point. Some people share a few chapters to see if they're on the right pace. Others wait until the story is published and then share or polished. Sorry, all of this should be before it's published. Um, unless you want to see some really fun reviews. 
Others, if they're struggling, will share story or bounce ideas off of other people. You may want to reach out sooner. So beta readers are usually readers in your genre, but not necessarily writers themselves. And that brings a fresh perspective to your story. However, a critique partner or a fellow writer is going to be more useful with certain types of story issues. So be selective who you're sharing your story with. And as always, you don't have to agree, agree with the edits, but if you don't like a proposed fix, you may want to look into clarifying your scene that the beta tried to edit to make sure it was properly set up. If you mismanage expectations, um, people think something's wrong. And as, um, let's see, as Margaret Riley said, Um, you don't come with the book. If I have to ask you the questions, you're leaving something out. The book needs to stand on its own without explanation. So once beta readers have taken you as far as you can go, there's always one more option. If you're querying for traditional publishing, you may be able to skip this because they have their own professional editors. But if you're self-publishing, you definitely want a professional editor. No matter which route, one is going to be there, it's just who's paying for it. Um, but as a self-published author, you want to make sure that your book has that professional quality that you want associated with your name. You'll want to make your manuscript as clean as possible before you hire an editor. You can't afford not to. You don't want them wasting time and money doing stuff Word could have done for free. You want them to be able to see the bigger issues. And make sure that you're hiring the right sort of editor or one who can do it all. So in this panel, the different types of editors were described as copy versus clarity. Content editors are concerned with the plot and the characters. Proofreaders come in and just check for typos. And copy editors look for repetitive or missing words, bad phrasing, bad logistics, like missing arms and where that sword come from, and that sort of thing. While there are lots of stages of editing and everyone describes it differently, I know I've covered this topic before in different ways, it's always good to get a fresh advice from more writers and more editors, especially when they agree. Are there any tips or tricks that you'd like to share? If so, let me know. And as always, thank you for watching. Um, please hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this. Please hit that little bell if you want to be notified when I have new videos, which of course you do because I'm friendly and awesome and coherent, mostly. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.